I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtun Millwall. Welcome, dear listeners. Welcome, one and all, to the penultimate home game of the season. This this dreary, this drab, this endless season. Um, obviously, today's critical fixture. Yet another critical fixture for us today against Stoke City. Visit us to the den today. Um, quick, one win does it, dear listeners. One win will produce a situation where we're safe in the championship for another season. Uh, we've been struggling to uh, get close to that in recent games. Those of us who watched the game on on stream on Easter Monday against Villa will have despaired of the rather um, lacklustre wishy-washy display we saw from the Lions that day let's hope for something a lot better today the only change in today's lineup is the return of Sean Williams for the uh, injured Ben Thompson major loss major major loss for these last three games of the season critical games um, otherwise it's the same lineup we saw it at Villa Park so we've got Dave Martin in goal middle defender central defenders will be Jake Cooper and, and Alex Pierce. Uh, Marlon guessing Sh- uh, Shane Ferguson will come further back to left back position because Meredith has dropped out of the team midfield trio therefore will be Tunnicliffe Williams Ryan Leonard forgot the other one <laughs> on the wings Jed Wallace Ben Marshall up front the lonely goat herd himself will be Lee Gregory remember the third midfielder there's, there's an indication of old age for you dear listeners it happens to us all it happened to you too one day it's a grey windy day it's not cold but it's certainly not warm either the flags are fluttering in a fairly stiff breeze out there I think there's storm hair hitting the country up, up north somewhere uh, not been too bad down it's only been windy Lions today in their familiar dark blue shirts white shorts 
Stoke City. You know, nice to see traditional red and white stripes, white shorts, white stockings. I, I don't like this modern trend of um, unrelated away kits. Do you like that, dear listeners? Do you, do you pander after the third kit uh, world of, um, you know, colours with nothing to do with the traditional history of these teams? I, I don't. I'm a man of tradition. Man out of time, perhaps, some would say. In an odd season. I um, don't know how you feel about it. I, I, I've written down my notes here. A combination of colourless, humdrum monotony, monotony with sprinklings of histrionic drama, such as Everton, Brighton and Sheffield United away. Um, otherwise, it's been a dreary old campaign. It'll be nice to get through to the, the end of it. Just as I'm speaking to the heroes, they were heroes of 87-88, including Teddy Sheringham, are doing a, a lap of honour prior to the game, get the crowd fired up. What great players, what a great um, a legends night, I think, the club are organising, uh, an evening in the company of those players. And they're just doing the rounds at the moment, so it's going to be the Lions that will kick us off attacking the away end in accordance with common law legislation since the time of the Venerable Bede in Ang- the Anglo-Saxon Chronicles, it was listed, that Millwall will always attack the away end in the first half and kick towards the cold blow, therefore, in the second half. So here comes Lee Gregory, straight from kickoff, pretty much. He's surged into the penalty areas for on goal. Packed wide for a left-sided corner, right-sided corner, just 16 seconds on the clock. I saw a goal the other day, scored by, I think it was Southampton, scored inside eight seconds. Fastest ever goal in the Premier League, I do remember in the 70s. Um, was it was it Alan Ball or was it Tony Curry, scored inside four seconds? I think that's the, some kind of record still. As it is, Shane Ferguson's going to take a right-sided corner. Dens filled up nicely, it's not a full house by any stretch. 1.30 kick-off day, in comes Seth Corner, it's into the near post, it's going to be headed clear. Stoke are mid-table, shot on, on into, the, into the pack and, and away. Um, yeah, Stoke come into the game with the, uh, the script of mid-table, um, you know, respectability going nowhere. So we're hoping that they are read the script and will roll over and die without too much um, hassle on our part. That was the script against Brentford, of course, and look how that, that finished, where we were lucky to escape um, trousers, you know, we've got, our trousers still on. Lines have started brightly. There's another throw in about halfway inside the, the Stoke half. Uh, not even a, well, a minute and a half on the clock now, as I'm saying that. So lines have opened up with a clue of an attacking intention, which is what we would expect at home. A lot of criticism been meted out on the on the uh, Real Mill fan show last night. I don't know if you tune into that show. If not, why not? That's a free kick for Stoke, as I'm saying it. Um, criticism of the squad, the quality, the, um, the commitment over the course of the season. Not been good enough clearly not been good enough we come into today's game three points clear of the uh, third relegation spot Rotherham play later today again, away to West Bromwich Albion we come with a three point gap and a substantial goal difference so um, but there is a sense that other results and other clubs failings have combined to produce a situation where we have a chance of safety it should be a probability of safety do we deserve it well Yes, yes, because we've produced enough results in the in the context of the league we're in. But overall, it has been a poor season and one which I, for one, will be glad will be over with within a, a couple of weeks now. Two more games to go after this. That'll be the uh, home game to, to Bristol on Tuesday night. And then we really do hope we don't. none of us need to go to Wigan on the last day of the season. I don't want to go to Wigan. Whoever wants to go to Wigan in this, this life, not me, that's for sure. So questions, questions, questions. A lot of the squad are out of contract, I read, on the the, uh, the internet feeds, the Twitter feeds. Um, 
clear out one would imagine at the uh, at the end of this campaign summertime must bring a change of a change of faces it, it's become too too much the same old same old um, I'm hoping there are youngsters coming through I'm hoping that the recruitment team can do good business and bring in players who will produce better for us next season all of that said the big caveat of the moment with the light of Bolton Wanderers players not having been paid for a couple of months and not, actually not staging today's home game against Brentford in protest it's a strike fundamentally um, for which I want to say well done it's solidarity as the, as the uh, saying goes in trade union circles solidarity with uh, those players so life could be worse because that's a club that's clearly in deep 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 financial trouble and you know, I know that we all want um, we all want to achieve as much as we can achieve at the den, but I do think sometimes it's a case the uh, the better the devil that you know than the devil you don't. And John Berylson's stewardship, if nothing else, has produced stability. I know we don't aim high, and um, every game is a, is a kind of a, a has to have a cup tie atmosphere of us against the world. But um, would we have it any other way, really, as Millwall fans? Probably not. Probably not. So be careful what you wish for, as, as the other cliche says. A lot of security outside. It's, uh, it's 1.30 kickoff today. We're kicking off early. Uh, Stoke obviously has a, 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 a reputation, and I guess this is one of the higher-grade fixtures. Class A, is it called? No, it's a drug, isn't it? Grade A? I don't know. Whatever the, whatever the rating is. A. a lot of multicoloured baseball caps on the team, uh, police teams outside. Batons. Ready for the uh, Gilets Jaunes that have made it over from Paris. Incidentally, that's... Um, quite something to watch week in week out you see very little of this on mainstream media as they say but do tune into the social media from whichever side of the fence it's being broadcast the, the pictures are quite astounding that go on in Paris at the moment riot police openly beating protesters in the streets um, there we are that's a wild ball by the Stoke defence this gives Marlon Romeo a chance to come down the, the right wing that's gone into touch seven minutes on the clock incidentally talking about the loss of Ben Thompson to that hamstring injury in the first half at home to Brentford last week what a major loss that is for us given the, the impact he's had since he's come back from Portsmouth there really ought to be enough in this squad to, to produce a result in the circumstances of today that said here's Stoke on the break on the right seven minutes been pushed wide right that's a ball across the box great save by Dave Martin in front of goal overlapping forward down the left hand side poor defence great uh, cross very brave save at the feet of the oncoming striker. He's gone down hurt. Magnificent save by David Martin on the seven and a half minutes. He's up on his feet. Good applause for, for David Martin. Ben Amos is the substitute goalkeeper. Uh, Jordan Archer having disappeared into a time-space continuum. Into that black hole that we saw pictures of the other day, no doubt. He's, he's just gone. No one even talks about uh, Jordan Archer. One of the disparados, disparados of Millwall. A reaction from the Stoke fans. Stoke are still on the attack here, balling from the left hand side. That's up in the air. That should be bouncing around still near the Mill penalty area. We should be clearing this. Stoke still in possession. Good atmosphere. Stoke always bring noisy away fans with a rep. It's a tasty fixture, and all Mill fans will know what I mean by the term a tasty fixture. Stokes still with a possession on the edge of the middle penalty area passing the ball around they're going to break in on the left side that should be cleared it is cleared for a throw in on the left side a little bit of pressure they're looking at a decent side and they're clearly playing with the freedom that we saw from Brentford the mid-table freedom they're not going down they're not chasing anything particularly so they're playing their um, champagne football 
good friends, Neil Harris and Nathan Jones, apparently. Um, Nathan Jones apparently lived off the old Kent Road, so he, he, he spoke to the Stoke Sentinel. What a great name for a newspaper, Stoke Sentinel, saying he knew exactly what to expect from a trip down the old Kent Road in Bermondsey, what kind of game he's going to get. They've opened up quite well, in all fairness. Eleven and a half minutes. Harris speaking to the news of Dent said he has, uh, Jones has a, a style of play that he wants. Um, different style of play to what we produce, that's for sure. They seem to keep the ball, pass the ball, hold it, move. And uh, as we've seen so many times this season, attack our flanks, the left and right wing. They've worked spaces, the left side uh, moved down the, down the wing. Good tackle by Mollett, still in possession. That's hit the crossbar. Wow, blast shot. That's another slap shot back in the goalkeeper. Performs another miracle. That's luck combined with skill there, dear listeners. It's looking like the Keystone Cops at the moment. Somehow Mill survive um, a shot that hit the crossbar and then the, the, the rebound shot straight on the slap, straight back at David Martin, who's fended that one off for a right-sided corner. Mill living by the skin of their teeth at the moment. By rights, 14 minutes into the game, we should be 2-0 down. 2-0 down, we should be. As it is, it's 0-0. Right-sided corner. Here it comes. Deep, deep, deep. Across the face of the box. And Marlon points it clear to... Uh, for Jed Wallace to chase down, he's not going to get that, unfortunately. Unless he's a greyhound. Lions on the rack inside the first 15 minutes. Stoke City clearly another ex-Premier League side with the, the cushion of the parachute payment. I know that money uh, can't buy your love, can't buy many, your many things. It can buy your quality on the ball. We don't really have that, in all, in all honesty. Poor ball from Jake Cooper. We've seen that. Was, uh, the, the, the slack pass from Ryan Leonard at Aston Villa, which... Um, open up a passage of play that eventually produced their goal. It's not right to bang on about individual errors. I, I, I catch myself sometimes, um, you know, keep, uh, particularly say with Ryan at, at Villa going on about that slack pass, but unfortunately we're at a level where you just can't afford individual errors. If you do make it an error at that, at that um, you know, in those positions, you're going to get punished. Such is the reality of the league we're in. If we can't hack it at this level then we need others that can or if we can't find those others then we're probably going to get relegated let's hope it's not this season at least long ball falls towards Lee Gregory's that's going to be a goal kick 18 minutes I have a mental image of a cat toying with a mouse at the moment as Stoke come forwards that's gone into, into touch on the on the left side they they pass the ball back and forth it's almost like they look for the weak area and then look to attack it and at the moment the weak area seems to be going down the left side the right side their left wing sorry 19 minutes a few people on, on Twitter pointed out the lack of possession time the ball I know it's our tactics Neil Harris would answer that by saying the, we look to soak up the pressure and then, then hit on the break if that works it's fine if it doesn't work then basically you don't have the football for the majority of the game and, and, and other teams do and they punish you for it will that change next season that's one of the, uh, the $64,000 questions. I'm sounding so depressive. I apologise. I'm not a depressing person, actually. I'm, by nature, quite an upbeat, happy person. But, you know, you've got to call it like you, like you see. And at the moment, there's a halfway line, uh, the, the throwing halfway inside the Stoke half. At the moment, on 20 minutes, we've not really been in this game to any great level. Stoke really ought to be two ahead, and um, that would really put us on the back foot if that were to come to pass it's pushing towards the halfway point of the first half it's been pretty much Stoke City's opening quarter this is Lee Gregory that's going to go for a goal kick as he took and turned to try to put the ball into the mix 
a damning statistic for you, dear listeners. Jamie, Jamie Pryor, um, who I think is behind the alternative commentaries. Great work by Jamie uh, Pryor, but great work for this statistic. He's analysed goal contributions. This is where you score or you assist a goal. Uh, Jed Wallace creates um, a, a goal or a goal assist every once every 513 minutes of play based on this season's statistics. Ben Marshall, um, two, 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 one goal, one assist, so two moments, if you want to call it that, in 1,453 minutes play, one goal or goal chance every 725 minutes for Ben Marshall. Just not good enough from our main creatives, as it is, this is... Stoke City still in possession halfway inside our Millwall half maybe a line up for a shot that's clattered into the backside of um, Ryan Tunnicliffe so it goes we just haven't um, had the players capable of creating chances to, to score sufficient goals an extreme contrast for you and I know that Norwich are top of the table and, and by far and away the best team in, in the division but and this is one of their best players Timu Puki but just as a contrast um, in 3,674 3, minutes of play he's created 38 goals or goal assists one goal or goal assist every 96 minutes contrasted with one for Jed 513 minutes um, I don't particularly dig Jed out I am digging him out I know but there's a contrast for you and that's why we are where we are a little bit of loose play by Stoke almost dispossessed um, the defender there by Ben Marshall but we'll do win the ball back 24 minutes as the crowd start to express their support also a little bit of dissatisfaction with the, um, the fact we're on the back foot Ryan Tunnicliffe calling possession that won't please Harry and giving Stoke the chance to take away that bit of that little bit of momentum that lines are starting to build there you do get a sense that Stoke are building to an opening score here in it comes from the left that's into the mix that's almost a free header on goal flashes across as, as the man says fucking hell whoa, that's right um, that flashed across the middle goal there it was almost a free header on goal should have been three should have been three nil down uh, 25 minutes gone there's the there's the scale of the of the situation that we face as it is it's nil nil just I don't know maybe there's maybe God is indeed a Millwall fan it might not always be apparent over the course of our 130 odd years of existence, but um, at the moment he certainly is. Another breakdown our right. Stoke are all over us at the moment, dear listeners. Gregory, um, very lonely role. Got the ball played forward from Ryan Leonard. There we had three red and white stripes around him. No one to take and pass to, and uh, it goes straight back to Stoke's possession. 29 minutes. It's been a drab display so far by Lions, the Lions. Marshall probably draw a, a, a yellow card for that offence there. He caught clipped his man as he went past him, who is fundamentally took and turned quicker than Ben Marshall was able to accommodate his stride with. If that makes any sense? I'm not sure it does. So Marlon just couldn't beat his man as he took it on the chest. Unlucky, unlucky. He was trying something a little bit more um, left field there. Didn't quite work. But we approve of anything left field, dear listeners, don't we? We like anything unconventional. Not the, not the stereotype we, that's what we like this is Stoke on the edge of the mill penalty area almost broke through on goal Ferguson clears as the Stoke forward there was kind of interchanging almost down the middle of our defence like a, a knife through butter ball in from the left now from Stoke it's pressure 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 that's taken neatly enough at the near post by David Martin 31 minutes if Rotherham lose today at West Bromwich Albion, a draw would be would be sufficient to relegate them and keep us up. 
ifs, buts, if my auntie had balls, she'd be my uncle, I know, but um, at the moment, lines are clinging on somehow, don't ask me how, divine intervention is all I can think, to a, a nil-nil draw that would be good enough, probably, um, subject to, to Rotherham being defeated at the, you know, playoff chasing West Bromwich Albion, so um, it's not quite done for yet, although some, how, we, how we're still in this game is... is um, is an open question. Here comes Stoke down the left-hand side before I start counting any chickens. That's gone for a corner on the left. Mrs Hart and I went to see the uh, opening night of Man of La Mancha, a little light musical at the Coliseum, London Coliseum, the English National Opera. Opening night, how about that? We, we, we like to raise the cultural levels of this show. Um, the standard big number of the show is to dream the impossible dream. And I thought, coming away from you know the theatre last night as we were driving home, I thought, how apt... <laughs> that I was going to watch uh, Kelsey Grammer, ex of Cheers and, and, and Frasier, who did very well. The, uh, the, the, the lead was, um, the lead female was very good. Cassidy Jones, I think her name was, fantastic, fantastic singer. And um, I thought, what an odd combination of events to be, that, that call has gone into touch, by the way, uh, to be driving away from Man of La Mancha with its themes of chasing justice and uh, glory doing the right thing in the face of the harsh reality of real life and I thought I was dreaming, as a Mill fan we dream, we dream the impossible dream constantly so um, there we are Man of the Magic, go and see it, it's good It's good. great female lead singer Cassidy Jones I think her name was she made an impact on me, let's put it that way 37 and a half minutes. Incidentally, if you do go and see Man of La Mancha, um, it took me a while to, to for me to clock that the one of the villains of the piece, yeah, I, won't, I won't spoil the uh, the show, I don't think I can spoil the show particularly, but uh, it was Nicholas Lindhurst of Only Fools and Horses, who is a very adaptable actor. Um, I know there's a lot of Only Fools and Horses fans around the mill scene, and um, he, was, he, he played two parts. One was a barkeeper and one was a kind of a gangster in the, in the, um, in the play. And he did both with a plom. So, yeah, it took me a while to actually do it. was Nicholas Lindhurst. But he's also in the show alongside Kelsey Grammer and Cassidy. Oh, Cassidy. That move breaks down for Millwall. 38 minutes. You can start to hear the uh, reaction of the crowd. It's becoming restless, dear listeners. Becoming restless. There's a half-time whistle, you can hear the reaction. Um, it's been disjointed, it's been um, a poor show by the Lions in the first half. It's nil-nil, which is, which is good enough, but nil-nil is um, you know, not quite what we're expecting to bring to the party today. Stoke have looked by far the better side. They've had at least three chances to score, should have scored two, three of them. Um, as it is, the Lions have looked very, very off the pace. So half-time at the Den to booze, nil-nil. You're listening to Achtung Millwall. A few half-time tweets for you, dear listeners. One from the MSC, Mill Supporters Club. Half-time, and apart from the James the McLean, I didn't realize James McLean was out there. Um, the effort that hit the bar, there's been absolutely nothing. Straight passes, poor ideas, lack of creativity and no real fight, says the MSC. We need a big second half and someone needs to tell this side we are still in a relegation battle. Yes, we are, MSC. Jane Jacob, always with a, a pithy a pithy opinion, Janie. Uh, Leonard is shit, she says. <laughs> Can't disagree with you there, Jane.
Play DJ says, as he said the other week, possibly she, as he said the other week, the club needs new fresh approach from management, coaching, staff, down to players. Mill halfway line says, after a determined start, it's been a difficult half. Um, I think that bright start from memory is about the first couple of minutes, um, MHL. Gregory looks very isolated, he does. Marshall's confidence looks shot, it does. Jed looks burnt out, it does. Mistakes creeping in all over the pitch. This formation badly needs a Thompson. Luckily, a technically superior Stoke only looked half interested. Um, I, I still think they've had a lot more chances than people have uh, they've given them credit for. I, I make it, we should have been two or three behind, but um, there we are. Dan says, bring Fred on. That's desperate, Dan. Um, desperate, Dan. See what I did there? Um, bring, bring Fred on and get some pace into this life, this team. Grumpy Grimace says, good shout, but we know it's going to be Morrison. Look, Jane says, again, the midfielders don't go past the halfway line. You get the picture, dear listeners, don't you? You get the picture. Achtung, Milbein. Applauded out the middle side, the turn for the second phase of this endless game, this endless season rather. Lions will be attacking the cold blow lane in the second half. It can only get better, can't it? Can't it? It can only better. It can only get better. It's a chilly day. Chat down in front of me is in the De Rigueur pink um, Ralph and um, Bay Schultz. <laughs> I don't know what's fueling him. Something's keeping him warm. I'm hoping it's alcohol. I think it's a bit chilly, personally. I'm here in my uh, peaky blinder and, and scarf. But anyway, there we are. Away we go. I've gone for my um, Albert Stepso fingerless gloves. Well, you feel the cold. A few from the, uh, the WhatsApp group. Harry's describing this at the moment as a functional performance, a point gained. It will be if we can see it through. I do accept that. It's not pretty by any stretch of the imagination. I think we should be a couple of goals behind. We're not, I know. I know that we're dealing the score as it is. Nil-nil, 49 minutes. Been a bit of a pause in play. Um, Ari's asking who would we bring on um, and the, the, uh, the, the response is Fred <laughs> which causes laughter ripples of laughter um, he's on the bench today incidentally Fred so possibly to try and showcase him to uh, get rid of him at the end of the season awful moment from Leonard he steps on the ball runs straight into a Stoke midfielder now Stoke are on the on the surge forwards on the right side come towards 50 minutes it was one of those um, Beckton Park moments for Ryan Leonard some, uh, sadly that move breaks down for Stoke. This is Jed. What can he do? Coming down the left flank. 50 minutes. He takes his man on. He's gone past him. Can he get the cross? He, he can. He's still on the roll. Still on the roll. This is Jed. Shot in at the near post. That's battered away by the goalkeeper. Gregory was lurking at a far post. Could have gone anywhere. Good run. I don't know how that Jed was allowed to go so, so far, so long. But he was. It's going to be a Lions corner on the left side. Ticking towards 51 minutes. In it comes. It's a deep corner. It's headed away at the near post. Quality of our crossing. We've said it a few times on this show. For me, quality of our crossings have been consistently poor. That was a poor corner there. Clattered on uh, Jake Cooper there. It's going to be a free kick on the right side. Cooper found himself in the, the ball at his feet in possession on the almost in a, a wing play role there, but he's got clatters, so I think it's probably the best outcome we could have hoped for. So drawing the free kick, chance of Ben Marshall to the ball back into the mix. 51 and a half minutes. In it comes Ben Marshall. It's deep, deep, deep near post. It's headed away. Falls to Ferguson. It's all the way back now to Marlon Romeo in the centre circle. It's dinked back in again. 
Kustaku, but falls to Sean Williams. Ball clatters into the defender, took a deflection, took all the sting off of it. 52 minutes rolls through to the goalkeeper. Harmlessly enough, there's a little moment there where Williams caught that ball on the on the volley. Powerful shot, but straight into the, the body on the on the on the uh, floor there, which took the sting out of it. No no danger there in the end. The Potters, Stoke known as the Potters for the now long gone pottery industry that uh, used to build the uh, the porcelain for the world at one point. Stoke uh, Stoke on Trent, the uh, Burslem, places like that. Port Vale, that's taken quickly to Jed. Cuts inside, is dispossessed. Stoke bring away. Pulled into the middle, uh, beats everybody apart from the, uh, I think he's a six. Again, the numbering on their shirts is very hard to, to spot. Stripes combined with a, with a, a blue number that just really is hard to read. So I apologise for my lack of, I can't even give you the number of these players. That's, that's poor, isn't it? It's the six that's come over to us. McLean drawing um, some attention, the 11. Northern Irish player who controversially controversially refuses to wear a poppy each year around November um, what can I say traditionally it was a personal choice to wear a poppy or not I always wear one because for me it represents uh, respect and um, acknowledgement of those who gave the ultimate sacrifice he chooses not to for his own reasons the smell of exotic tobacco what's a cross block one again cool day it gives it the air of a kind of um, Cairo market perhaps a Cairo, a Cairo um, coffee bar McLean again <laughs> uh, pulled into the into the middle that's, that's gone over the top of everybody there but Stoke do recover possession on the right danger's not over yet ball back into the middle that's headed up and away by Pierce beautiful work by Jed Wallace who beats his man Nice to see a little bit of uh, freedom by Jed. He's run straight into trouble. Just as I was praising him, I damn him. Where do you stand, dear listeners? Is it a matter of personal choice as to whether you wear a poppy or not? Should you be booed for not wearing one? I think it's a matter of personal choice myself. Um, traditionally respected. These days of identity politics, less so. Less so. But there we are. I wear one. Others choose not to. That's their free choice, in my opinion. My humble opinion. Damn me if you like. 60 minutes. Long ball forwards. That's gone for a throw-in on the right side. The den, of course, is traditionally never the most um, li- liberal of <laughs> liberal of arenas. <laughs> Thankfully, uh, McLean's crossing so far has been as poor as our crossing, so probably that's all that really counts on this, this day, of, 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 certainly. It's a very, very breezy day. The flags are erect in the breeze. This is McLean, as you can probably detect. Oh, that's flapped across the, the area there. It was almost a mistake by David Martin. I think the wind is playing its part as, as any ball comes into the mill penalty area. It's, it's being blown in the breeze. Lions fans urging on their side. 62 minutes. Mill throwing. Marlon down by the right side corner flag. Finds Marshall. Back heels into the path of Marley. Finds Jed almost into the path of Jed. It's taken away from him by the, by the Stoke defence. It's Steve Morrison time. Ben Marshall's going out to some applause. I don't think he's drawn much um, very high approval ratings, to use a Trumpian expression. Steve Morrison comes in. 
guess we're going to go 4-4-2. Marsh, uh, M- Morrison and, and Gregory up front as the old traditional. What's that drink Don, Don Draper used to drink in uh, Mad Men? It was a, the old-fashioned, just the old-fashioned approach. Half, 66 minutes, halfway through the second half nearly. The Lions have been more in it in the second half. It's not been quite such... Um, one way traffic that's put straight out just as I was praising them again into for a goal kick from, from Tunnicliffe um, first half I thought was pretty much um, us clinging on for grim death we, we, we rode our luck second half has been quite as bad as that we've not been brilliant in all honesty functional is probably doing it the best uh, service I possibly can 60, nearly 67 minutes on the clock cross leftwards deep 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 I think that was Ryan Leonard it falls now to Marlon at the edge of the, the box he shoots that's Nice shot, actually. It was, it was just about two or three yards off target. Looping kind of shot. Bounced a couple of times. It would have been difficult if it had been on target, as it was about a yard wide of the left post. We looked a little bit more logical and um, coherent now that Morrison's coming to a 4-4-2. I, I think the, the three-man midfield only works with Ben Thompson. It, it wasn't working for the bulk of this game. It's looking a little bit more um, lively now. But here are Stoke on the attack. Little moment of danger. They're coming down the right side. 87 minutes. Right flank, ball back into the middle, that falls to the... Oh, it's bouncing around. Oh, fucking hell. In the end, Martin pounces. It was a moment that it may have been a penalty shout. Shirt chugging, the man's claiming. Ball to stick for an eternity in front of the middle goal. As it is now, we're on the break. 87, comes towards 88 minutes. This is this is uh, Gregory with Jed overlapping. On the right, ball floated into the middle. Ryan Tunnicliffe into the mix oh blasted wide from close by Lee Gregory how crucial a miss will that be how could he miss it end to end stuffed it listen there was a moment of eternity when the ball seemed to be stuck in front of our goal and on the break it falls to Lee Gregory in front of goal who puts it high when the easy option seemed to me to be to put it into the net 88 minutes even the booing for James McLean has lost its um, venom such has been the dispiriting nature of the, of the game overall in all honesty I, I don't think it's been one of the Mills better days we're just about clinging on now last few seconds of the game ball head, head tennis inside our penalty caught on the volley bravely blocked there by Ryan Leonard well, we're going to be dependent on how Rotherham do at West Bromwich Albion it seems still a few seconds of this game to go so better not start counting our chickens just yet If it does turn out, it's been, it's been poor. There it is. Nil-nil. I don't think the boos are deserved for the second half show. It's a functional point. Let's be quite honest. That we're going to be dependent on how Rotherham do at West Bromwich Albion. If uh, West Brom could do us a favour and beat them, then happy days. Massive chance fell to Lee Gregory late, late in a game. Blasted high over the bar. That probably sums it all up for the season. There it is. Full time. Nil-nil. Stoke City, nil. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. It's the Lucas Ball Report. Full time from the dead and it's Millwall nil, Stoke City nil. It's a poor game and uh, the Lions are going to have to wait and see how this Rotherham result pans out. Poor poor game all round from both sides. Stoke the better side in the first half, possibly could have had a penalty on uh, having re-watched it since Nathan Jones' post-match comments. He thought Alex Pierce should have been showing a red card as the ball, uh, I think it was Bowers scuff shot that went across goal. And the Fobe was there and um, the save was forced out, was forced from Dave Martin. Who did well, but Pierce had, had appeared to have tugged him back in Jones's view, and uh, you know should have seen red. The Lions in the second half, the better side, pushed a bit further forward. Um, Jed Wallace in that more central role looked more dangerous, more creative, and his pace certainly caused problems. But his end product again, Jed just not quite there. And that's that's really been the story of his season, I suppose. Harris said he'd been carrying knocks throughout the year, so maybe that's been half the problem. But you know, um, Ben Marshall again, not not at his best today, and. Move on to uh, Bristol City on Tuesday night. Come on, you lions. Well, I've just gone online, dear listeners, and cancelled my hotel booking to go up to Wigan, uh, night before the last game of the season, going to be next Saturday. So thank the Lord I don't have to go up to Wigan. I can cancel my booking and um, on the more pleasurable internet transactions of, of the season, was cancelling that, that hotel room. All of this, of course, you know by now, by the time you're listening to this show, due to West Bromwich Albion's eventual 2-1 win over Rotherham. When I got back in the car after today's game, it was 1-0 to Rotherham. And I must admit, um, even though the odds still favoured us, uh, after that lacklustre display by Millwall today, and I'm, I'm not going to beat around the bush, that was a poor display at home today. Um, the first half we were awful, second half we improved. But after that lacklustre display, I must admit the... Um, the doubts, the nagging doubts were starting to creep into my mind. So fair play to Rotherham. They gave it a good go. They showed more um, bottle than maybe um, we expected. But in the end, with that 2-1 defeat and the point gained today over, over Stoke, uh, from the, the Stoke draw, that means that Rotherham are relegated. 45 games played, 40 points for Rotherham, 22nd. The Lions, one place above them in 21st. 44 games, 
44 points, so they can't overturn that. And there was always that minus 16 goal difference in any case. So happy days, dear listeners. Cue um, a slice of rocking all over the world. Um, let's celebrate with our pink champagne as Harry has already shrewdly identified Steve Evans a few years ago. Digging us out and celebrating with pink champagne when Mill got relegated. For me, as I posted on Twitter earlier on today, uh, survival raises a lot of questions for Mill Football Club because... We just about did it. It was it was seat of the pants stuff, and in all honesty, there were moments in today's game where we we should have been two or three goals behind in that first half, and the the faults and flaws of this squad have been apparent pretty much all season. Today's game, in a way, was the season in a nutshell. Um, we never really played well for me today, but defensively we were awful. We were pulled apart by a Stoke team with really nothing to play for. Mid-table respectability for them. And yet they managed to move the ball with speed and pace and movement from wing to wing. And they got crosses into the box, uh, hit the crossbar, I remember. And a couple of other chances from, you know, on another day they would have scored. So for me, we rode our luck. Thankfully, if there is an almighty deity, I don't think there is, incidentally. But if there is, he's clearly a Millwall fan in the 2018-19 season, at least. Because... um, there was a hand of something else in the way rubber results combined and the fact we got got so lucky when we needed it most today. Speaking after the game, Stoke City manager Nathan Jones, he, he's been gone too long, hasn't he? I think I've cracked that joke already. Uh, claims he should have had a stonewall penalty. I, I don't remember a stonewall penalty during the course of the game. I think that was possibly when, uh, second half, there was an incident where their, their player was um, claiming a shirt tug inside the penalty area. There was one heart-stopping moment. I think we made made a break out of defence and, and went on the attack and went close ourselves from, from that move. But he's claiming it was a stonewall penalty. Um, he's right in saying that we were in, Stoke were entirely dominant during the first half. And yes, the second half was a bit more end-to-end. We lost control a bit, but we defended superbly well again. It's disappointing, but I'm proud of the fact we're playing for pride. Um, yeah, they did. They, they, I thought they played well. Probably would have been disappointed with the first half. By contrast, Neil Harris is honest enough to say Millwall haven't played at our best for a few games now. That's that's probably... There will be a few that would pick you up on that, Neil, because I think the whole season we've not played at our best. But the players care, he says, says Bomber. Um, I, I think they probably do. I think it's quality where we've fallen short. Um, they're all watching the telly downstairs waiting for other results because that's how much it means to everybody. The time for summing up the season is going to be next Sunday. No, it's actually now. It's actually now. And maybe this when this interview took place with Neil, um, we weren't yet assured as being safe. But the time for summing up the season is now. Um, for me, as we've said a few times on the on the um, the Real Millwall Fan Show and over the course of the Achtung podcasts, we've fallen short, way short at times this season in terms of quality. We haven't fallen short at times in terms of spirit. There's clearly enough spine and steel in the base of this squad of players, but there were moments today where 
average players play played below average, you know, turning below average performances. That's not going to be good enough in the Championship division, which is the Premier League Mark Two. It's where you, if you aspire to be more than what you are, you've got to build a squad and a style, perhaps capable of moving us away from the bottom of the table towards the top. Now, we went close last season with a madhouse run towards the playoffs, which was built as much on, on um, adrenaline rush and sheer mania as uh, and a bit of luck um, got us close last season. We need to tap into that. That's that's our secret weapon, that, that madhouse Millwall ability to turn, you know, uh, draws into wins, especially at the Den. We've been poor at the Den. I'm not sure the style at times has really... Uh, helped us. Can it change next season? It, it kind of has to. There's, there's going to be a clear out of players, a lot of out of contract, a um, bit of speculation as to who should stay and who should go. It's hard to see Steve Morrison in anything other than a coaching role increasingly next season. Um, his, his, um, you know, his appearance today did certainly change. Um, we went to four four two. I can't say he made much impact. He hasn't made much impact for a while now, and I think Steve Morrison must know that himself. So we need to find an alternative to Lee Gregory carving out the the single striker role. There's no future in that, other than another season of. Um, misery and and endurance. Um, who knows what Tom Bradshaw will do? How he, what he'll come back like? Um, we don't really know what to expect from him. To be honest, we we saw him barely before he got injured, and um, you know maybe 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 he will be the striker that will get the goals because we look bereft today. Um, Lee Gregory, there's always the urban myth. I've mentioned it already that he wants to get back up north. Or maybe his missus does. Um, he may well have to, you know, he's got family, he's got uh, more um, more things to think about than just Millwall Football Club on that front. So if Lee does go in the summertime, I know he missed that sitter of a chance today that would have certainly buried Rotherham before, um, you know, they, they, they would, have, would have taken away hope from them whatsoever at, at the Hawthorns. Um, for me, Lee Gregory is my player of the season. For the work rate that he's produced, I know he's not scored the goals. I know, and he's a striker. He, he carries the number nine on his on his back. He's our lead striker, but the work rate that he's put in for me means he's our player of the season. Uh, if we can't vote for Ben Thompson, Dave Martin, some a very brave goalkeeping display today. So certainly, I think he's done enough to deserve a deal. Marlon, obviously, we I can't see any circumstances where we want to lose him. Pierce and Cooper, if we can retain, whether we need to sell Cooper, if we can retain Pierce, I think that'll be an asset. Shane Ferguson, yes, keeper. James Meredith came in late. Um, question mark for me, James Meredith. Jed. I think someone described him as burned out. He does look like he's very tired. He's carried the team on his back. He can't carry on carrying the the creative hopes of a, of a whole club on his on his um, on, on his shoulders. He's a keeper. Um, Ryan Leonard. Ryan Leonard um, in today's team at least raises huge questions for me. I mean, he's a million pound striker. Maybe he'll look better with other players around him. I don't know. He's he's been a disappointment for me. If I'm going to be absolutely blunt uh, Sean Williams um, getting old 
32, be 33. Didn't do much for me today. Marshall, no. I'm going to say send Marshall back. He His, his crossing has been consistently poor. Um, the Marshall we saw last season in the Madhouse run was not the Marshall we, we've had back from Norwich. Send him back to Norwich and see if um, somebody else will pay him the kind of money he needs. But we, we can do better. We have to do better. Tunnycliffe today, no big deal. Um, I wouldn't mind, you know, if if um, if he stays. I wouldn't mind if he goes. To be honest, he's one of those beige players. The substitute bench is probably where the main casualties will come: McLaughlin, Onya Dimmer, Amos, Elliot, Morrison, and Scalak. Each one you could probably say times up, you know. Um, so clearly we need, I, I, from, if you ask me what kind of dream mill squad would I have, we'd have one with more youth, more pace, sprinkled with experience, and a mill spine. You know, today we saw poor quality. We, 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 in the end, we saw enough spirit to, um, yeah, to, to, to get a point, and that's, that was enough in the end. But uh, there's got to be more, more quality overall. From the internet, from the Twitter, Tony Monday comments that we are lucky bastards. Wasn't that an Ian Jury song, Tony? Don't be some, have some clever bastards. Lucky bastards. Harris and Millwall, says Tony. Let's hope this is a lesson for them. I agree. I agree with you, Tony. Shit season from start to finish with minimal bright spots in there. Uh, I'd have preferred... Tony would prefer a relegation back to mid-table mediocrity. But we didn't even put up a fight. I think I would have preferred mid-table mediocrity with some glimmer of hope for the for the future, if, if I could get a choice. Because I looked at Stoke today. I mean, a mid-table mediocre side. But they, they clearly are moving in a direction where you can see that possibly with investment and, you know, next season, maybe they'll, they'll go some places. We, we need to start seeing that at Millwall. Dan posts, it sums the season up when the best result of the campaign could be West Bromwich Albion, hopefully at this stage when he posted, beating Rotherham. Jamie Pryor, alternative commentary Jamie, one of the the bright spots of the season for me, says if we keep hold of Gregory, he's going to get a season ticket in the CBL Upper next season because he keeps putting match balls up there and if he wants to collect them at £90 a pop, he'll make a fucking fortune, says Jamie, over the course of the season. Glenn Clark says, good to survival, but we need big changes. Crying out for new strikers. A proven goal scorer. Um, yeah, they're few and far between, Glenn. Um, I'm hoping, we all hope that Tom Bradshaw will be said proven goal scorer. Um, who's going to work alongside him being the, being the question? Danny says, Jay Rodriguez, West Bromwich Albion's Jay Rodriguez. Missed the penalty at the den in a game that we go, went on to win. The same man scores a penalty today against Rotherham, which looks to secure our safety. We have been extremely lucky this season, says Danny. I agree with you there, Dan. Merv, Merv Payne says, it doesn't feel like we've been in a relegation fight. More like the scene from Some Others Do Have Them. There's a, there's a great old scene. Some Others Do Have Them, where Frank Spencer is flying out of control on a pair of roller skates clinging onto the back of a bus. It, it did have that kind of keystone coppery kind of... Um, feel today Merv and that was a incidentally great selection of, of, of nostalgic comedy there the MSC at full time posted Mill have secured another point and step towards safety at this stage in truth says the MSC it was an awful game from both sides and any positives can be written on the back of a beer mat um, and pointing to the failure of others hopefully keeping us up at that point Danny Lewis Holmes 
is over the moon that we're safe. Even though we've gone a shithouse way about it these last few games. It's word of the, word of the times shithouse. I kind of don't like it. I'm, I'm, I'm no prude, but I just don't like the word. Anyway, shithouse these last few games. Please, Mill, Neil Harris, get some decent players, says Danny Lewis-Holmes. We've watched enough bad football. Hmm. Welcome to life as a Mill fan. The London Taxi Soviet. Um, great name. Learn the lessons he calls for for the club. Bigger squad, more pace and bloodsome youngsters, says the Taxi Soviet. Stupocalypse. I love these names. Stupocalypse. He says his major concern with the summer is that in the past we've hardly ever got our transfers right. We've certainly signed a few duds this season, Stu. I agree. Um, let alone stage a massive overhaul with many new faces needed. I mean, we couldn't get January right when it was blatantly clear we needed another forward. This is going to come down to investment and the willingness of John Berylson to invest in the squad. Um, clearly, on a day like today where in other you know, another place, Bolton have been unable to stage a football league fixture because of a strike, effectively, by their playing staff, because of financial issues, deep, deep, deep debts, and players not being paid, staff not being paid, and possibly, who knows what's going to become of that, that there's, there's this clear road forwards to Brighton, uh, Brighton Bolton, being thrown out of the league for failure to complete fixtures, the, the football league in their wishy-washy, namby-pamby way, calling upon the club to complete the fixtures using youth players and maybe the cleaner up front or something. Um, so we've got to be a bit careful what we wish for. I, I don't want to see us overstretch ourselves. I I am of an age where I recognise that relegation is not the end of, end of uh, life as we know it. We have to start to build a style and a fabric of the club. At our best, Millwall, Mill Football Club, is a club that develops youngsters, brings them through and fans identify with their own. I mean, look at the adulation that Ben Thompson gets. Also, you know, we're using a style of play that hopefully will, will showcase their talents to, in a way that others will want to join and maybe will bring in, you know, selected Premier League loans. Maybe there's a route there to try and improve our quality because we've got to do better than what we've done this season. That much is for sure. Um, finally, I'm going to close this particular show with Jake Sanders, who says there's something about drawing nil-nil with a Stoke team that have nothing to play for, and then relying on Rotherham to lose at West Brom to ensure survival. That feels rather fitting after this season, but it is job done. It is job done, Jake. Job done for Mill. So well done, Neil Harris. Well done, Mill squad. Many, many lessons to learn. Um, and we can at least relax now Tuesday night. I think I'll make Tuesday night and then the, the Mill fans show that follows on Thursday this week our final shows of the season. So I won't say in my little thank yous yet. I'm going to save those up for uh, the, 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 the shows later. I'll, I'll probably do one on Tuesday. I'll probably do the, the, the uh, radio show, the fan show on Thursday. So I'm going to leave it there for the moment, dear listeners. Thank you for listening to this week's show. I hope you've enjoyed it. Arrivederci, Millwall, and we'll see you uh, later on in the week. Oh, ho, that's home to me. I'm longing for a moment when I shall see the happy laughing razor-slashed faces of the people I love.
You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here. And how I miss the smackle of the gasworks and the people I love. I've so many childhood memories of that quaint old-fashioned town. There was a quaint old-fashioned schoolhouse till the school kids burned it down. I'm off to Bermondsey. 